four years of the Dr. Zeus film podcast. I'd planned a big elaborate anniversary show and I thought, no, let's start with how the show really began. I think I had wanted to start a podcast in 2012 and I had heard of Mark Marin and he had done his podcast and I thought, hmm, I think I was going to do it on Downton Abbey. But the app itself, I don't remember the app that I used. I just, it was confusing. I thought, okay, well, it was along the lines of like recording a memo. Like, well, how are you going to upload the memo? And so I abandoned it. And then in 2018, I, I had heard of Anchor. And I thought, okay. And I was... It was on a a spring break, a rainy spring break, and I had some time on a Sunday in my pajamas, and I started this show. Originally, it was the Dr. Zeus podcast, and then it transformed into the Dr. Zeus film podcast, and here we are. I can't really sleep, and so I thought, well, let's just record because that's what I that's how I really started the show there were times I'd, f- I'd recorded in bed you know whether I was under the weather I remember the first couple of months I I was just so sick and my voice was basically gone I wasn't in the best health though physically or mentally um, doing what I used to do really was taxing on my physical frame as well as my mental frame and and so it was last year I stopped doing it and I do something different now for my 9 to 5 but the film podcast this is and I talk about music I it always I always have to stress that that I don't just talk about music I talk about film or film I talk about music as well because it goes together, it's interconnected. I've met so many other podcasters along the way. Jason Almy, Christina Almy, Chris Wetzky, uh, Patty Simmons. I'm trying to think who else. Yeah, it's it's been an extraordinary experience. I've had guests. I had... Um, People come on to talk about different films. George Strombolopoulos came on to talk about The Devils, which he recommended. I'm, I'm very grateful that he did. That kind of opened my mind to other films, especially by Ken Russell and then Jason Almy. And I talking about film noir. So yeah, it's it's been a really fun experience. And to really... I'd always wanted to go into film and I'd always wanted to train as an actor or go into music and it didn't happen and I was able to just thrust myself into the forefront that is podcasting. Everyone has a podcast but not everyone's podcast can go this long. This is this is a rarity. Some podcasts, forget what someone told me, 
that their their life is is it two years or three years and here it is four years and next year it will be five years and then after that i always make time for this show you know it's like when someone you you can't you tell someone you can't work out and they say make the time and so i make this time for the podcast to talk about films and last night i talked about belfast which moved me so much and that story and just getting to dive into these films these different films i'm looking forward to watching drive my car i've heard that's really good and then of course the controversy behind power of the dog and sam elliott and hey i liked him in tombstone but everyone is entitled to their opinion on a film especially a nominated film and it was four years ago that i was very kind of dismissive of four billboards out of or three billboards out of ebby missouri i called it three fucking billboards out of ebby missouri even though Frances mcdormand is a brilliant actress but eventually i'll go back and watch it with a fresh pair of eyes shall we say just as and this has happened before in 2013 I watched Dr. Zhivago and just thought it was so depressing and I remember telling my friend and educator about that Linda and um, she said give it another chance and it, I think it was a few years later I watched it again and I, I fell in love with Dr. Zhivago that film it was so beautiful and just so evocative and provocative and powerful that's the power of David Lean that's also the power of Omar Sharif Julie Christie such an extraordinary cast Tom Courtney you know um, Geraldine Chaplin Rod Steiger who else is in that Alec Guinness film gives to me in the media and the medium itself as well as music it's not really an escape it's a way to immerse myself into these worlds that I've never been to I've never been to where Dr. Dr. Zhivago went to I've never been to where Lawrence of Arabia went to and I've never been to France and where Nonochka I love Nonochka that's such a brilliant classic film Greta Garbo and Melvin Douglas Ernest Lubitsch and and then to talk about music on here bands like Ministry and Tool and Deftones Mastodon Gojira Mm. it's been it's been a wild ride truly has that I could barely speak on this podcast where I was so sick but the show had to go on what really you know I never intended to do this show then I started to realize something because I obviously needed to talk to a therapist and I thought wait a minute this is therapy in itself 
not licensed therapy, and I always felt better after doing a show, whether I would talk about life or talk about something that moved me, just released today, and I wanted to give a shout out, which I love to do, to the wonderful women that run On Purpose in Sutter Creek, California, a beautiful esoteric shop. you released today and so that's what I do with the incense and that's what I do with this podcast I release today whether it's a film whether it's music and how it makes you feel you release it you release it into the ether and there it is huh yes I'm so glad that we get to go back to the movies pandemic isn't finished I it, it, this will always be here and we will always have to be vigilant about our health and be vigilant about you know um, being vaccinated and I'm sure I'll get in trouble for that but you know when I when I did this show during the pandemic I remember the I was working from home at the time thought well I have time to do an anniversary show and so I did and I did several episodes in one day to just coincide with the anniversary of doing this podcast it wasn't until the fall of 2020 that I decided to rebrand the podcast because I was talking about things that were going on in the media that really bothered me and I would go and listen back to the show and I thought no that's not why I do this. And so I dived into film full-time and music full-time. And it's been an extraordinary, rewarding experience. And I've received so much you know, applause and advice from people throughout the years. And in 2020, during the pandemic, I got to talk on Instagram with uh, my friend George and he gave me some advice he said always give your audience a promise so that's why i've been saying on some of these podcasts this is a safe space i'm not going to judge you or berate you this is a safe space and i saw a sticker uh similar to that when i was with family we were in um, mendocino county in the little town of Fort Bragg and there was a bookstore in it and it said everyone is safe here and this was of course right after 2016 a very dark period for some for some of us it was a very dark period and then for others that's that's on them and see that's where I we, we go into the media and we go into music and we go into film and being able to create that's your freedom right there to be able to create with your creative voice and be able to do a podcast and talk to people and I always feel that I have something to say and I've been told over the years by others who don't do podcasts oh that I should write it down no because it always feels natural to just say it it's like when you give a speech, a very important speech, you don't write it down. Especially if you're if you're up for an Academy Award and you 
you're going to win or you're not going to win. They will actually start a clock the moment you open that speech. So it's better to just say it from the heart. Doing a podcast reminds me of being in college where I remember we did public speaking and you are graded on it. When you pause rather than saying um or you know you have to be creative and that's a testament to my professor who is just so amazing. Carrie, yes. Um, I remember she would have us put words in a little bag and you pull it out and you gave it impromptu and that really taught me about the audience and that really taught me how to just come up with things off the top of my head whether it's a word or whether it's an idea or a film or a piece of music so I thank her for that kind of opening the door and here we are the podcast the podcast is such a interesting medium. If you can hear wind behind me, that's because that I was using that to sleep. And I thought it, it's great to just have it in the background. But this has really been rewarding to just talk to all of you and the audiences that I've gained. And that's the other thing. I don't do this for a massive audience. I'm glad that I have the listeners that I have and I respect them and they respect me. And it made me think of um, when I was still teaching (laughs) and someone said to me, oh, how many listeners do you have? And I looked at her and I said, that's not what it's about. Oh, yes, it is. That means you're not successful. And I said, well, as long as I connect with one person, I'm good she just gave me the weirdest look because she was all about getting it fast and yes when we do a a podcast we want people to listen but it's also imperative that you have a very solid audience whether it's one person or five people I have audiences all around the world and I'm very grateful for that all the way from Germany to Ireland to England to Spain you name it the Middle East hopefully in Ukraine we're, we are so thinking of them and then my uh, LNC uh, fans in uh, uh, Canada Canada is such an amazing country and they have always been so kind to me and so yeah it's it's been It's been an interesting journey. And in a few minutes, I'm going to go take a shower and then I'm going to try to sneak in a brief nap and then go to work. But um, I thought, you know, hey, this is how I started the podcast. I started it just speaking into the phone at a certain volume. Now I have a microphone that I just plug into the uh, iPhone and it records. Yeah. I, I tried to do GarageBand, but then you have to upload it, and then it takes forever, and then you run out of space. Not so much on the phone, but on iCloud itself. And this platform that Anchor has is so amazing to just be able to press record and 
boom. And I'm watching it because I remember when I first started, I didn't realize that you could record longer. And I would watch and then it would stop. And then because the first episode of this podcast, which makes me cringe because I said I wanted to be rich. And it's like, okay, but through hard work because I didn't want, I don't want to squander it. Uh, I think the real goal here is just creating and be able to take care of myself and take care of those within my inner circle. Oh, it just reminded me. I want to give a shout out to the Inner Circle Network. Um, Angry Dad Ben, whom I met at um, Aftershock. That's always cool when you, you run into a, a fellow podcaster and we didn't really get to speak that much but we, it was good to know that I knew someone there, him and his wife watching uh, Social Distortion I just came from watching Mastodon and then I stayed and watched Metallica and, and then I left and so that's that's the power of the podcast is that you get to meet people of like minded um, backgrounds and interests and it's truly been extraordinary to be able to connect with people. Some would say that, you know, there is that other podcaster who is very, very famous. But I will <coughs> say that the one podcaster that really inspired me was Mark Marin of WTF What the Fuck. I loved Mark Marin's interview style. I loved his enthusiasm and his humor. And then he also had a show on IFC called Marin. Such a great show with the late Sally Kellerman, who played his mother. I love that show. And um, I'm here because of him. I'm also here because of my good friend, Carlos, who is very Irish and very Italian. That's not his real name, Carlos. So one day when he comes on here, I'll have him say his real name for you. But um, he used to do radio. His father did radio. I was just inspired by, you know, using my voice. And he, he, he likes my voice, but he likes it for other things. And um, I thought, well, why don't I, why don't I apply that? because he's always been the guest that I really wanted to have on here to just talk because oh my goodness we, we would talk till the cows come home and he knows what that means he's probably the one person that I've been on the phone with the longest where it's like okay I gotta go I think one time we were on the phone I think I called him on his birthday jeez I, I, and we lost track of the time and I said okay I gotta go take a nap now he's like okay so, yeah, it's, it's been good talking to all of you throughout this, these four years, 2018, four years ago, it was a, it was an interesting time. It was not a great time personally or professionally. Things have changed. Um, I, I always see these people who go on, you know, that we live in such an Asian world, and people think that we 
you turn 30, that's it. Or when you turn 40, that's it. No. It's just, it's just numbers. You, you, you basically can make do with whatever you have and just defy the odds. When I started this podcast, I was 37. <coughs> Makes me think of that lyric from um, Marianne Faithful's uh, the, the Ballad of Lucy Jordan at the age of 37. That's, that's in uh, Thelma Louise, by the way. Really great film. And uh, now I am 41. I don't know how that feels because I don't feel as I did when I first started this podcast. I don't feel any different. I feel a lot better physically and mentally. But in terms of, you know, the, the booklet for the recently aged, I don't, you know, I, I say that because it's like that Beetlejuice that we all just parody and make fun of. But you know, every everyone is different. I've talked to people who do feel the rage. We're all we're all different in that aspect. I think also it has to do with experience and life changes and life life choices. And my choices have been, you know, different. They aren't hair pulling, they aren't hair raising, but they're, they're different. And I've made some really good decisions and I've made some really bad decisions. But what really stands the test of time is doing this podcast. This was a very good decision. Um, I remember when I started it and then I remember hearing people loved it and then some people didn't like it. Now, the people who didn't like it, unfortunately, were people that I knew who might no longer associate with. And it was unfortunate. It was unfortunate to hear back from people that I did care about say that so-and-so talked shit about your show. And it's like, oh, okay. Well, what are they doing with their creativity? Yeah. So, no judgment aside, I hope that they're both having fun in hell, their own personal hell, because I'm removed from theirs. I'm removed from that space. And that's why this is a safe place. Because unlike them, I don't judge people, and I don't make fun of them, and I don't ridicule them. What we do is we talk about films on here, and we talk about music, and we talk about art and community. That that's the beauty of the film world. It is a community, as is the music world. It is a community. It takes <coughs> it takes a, a village to put it all together, as did the film Belfast. Took a village to help raise Kenneth Branagh, and I'm sure that they would all be proud that he grew up and became a filmmaker. And that's coming full circle, talking about his childhood. And it took the pandemic to do that. It made a lot of us think about our pasts and our futures and 
what was next and I remember thinking when I and I was doing this podcast and I was working from home teaching which was strange and I thought we're gonna be our own bosses we're gonna be okay this is the era of people letting go and doing their own thing because you can do it yourself and what I learned from doing a podcast I learned to promote myself not just digitally and through Facebook and, and social media but also through word of mouth I've told people about the show I don't hear back and that's fine that's fine it's the fact that I told them and it exists and hopefully others enjoy it as well that I don't do it it's, it's like when you do an album you don't do it for others you do it for yourself you do it for yourself but I'm also aware that I have an audience and the audience looks forward and they send me really nice messages and, and sometimes they don't say anything at all sometimes though it's good to know that people are listening they are in their headphones, they are in their car, or when they're putting their uh, children to bed or taking a nap, or they just want to escape and they want to go for a walk and get the let out, you know what I mean? And it's, it's a freeing thing to be able to do this and to talk to all of you, and it's a relaxing thing. It really, really is. This really has set my soul at ease by just talking and recording and being aware of my audience. I don't do the videos because I feel this is such a classic thing to just be able to talk through voice. We started out with radio and then we ended up in videos and then people did video podcasts. And I tried that, I just couldn't do it because it takes, for me, it takes away the mystery and the intrigue because I want you to just listen. I don't want you to have to look, 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 look because then you're going to have sensory overload. Or to be able to listen to the show and not have to worry about looking down at your phone or looking down at your tablet while you're either running or driving or going to sleep and that screen is on as it always is ah, so yeah the Dr. Zeus film podcast it's been a joy to just do this and to talk to all of you and to be able to talk about films that I love like the seventh seal the silence of the lambs boys in the hood the color purple Jones films, yes, even Crystal Skull, Tool, Deftones, Gojira, U2, going to concerts, talking about Aftershock, talking about seeing Iron Maiden, that was extraordinary, seeing Tool the many times that I've seen them, talking about Patti Smith and her extraordinary influence, talking about Bob Dylan. It's all cohesive. It all goes together. <coughs> and maybe that's the key of that. I need 
just wanted to record this and to salute my listeners for staying with me through thick and thin. When even I was like, what am I doing here? The car is going full speed and you have to just think and you have to react. And when I first started doing this show, I remember I would give a cup of shut the fuck up to the current administration. And then after a while I stopped because I started to realize how negative that was. It was funny but negative because then you are literally inviting them on your show. The naysayers. And so uh, I really started to do unpleasant dreams for my cousin who has listened to this show and stood by me and supported me uh, emotionally throughout all of this. And we both love Elvira and I love that Elvira is such a free spirit. The effervescent Cassandra Peterson. In fact, I talked about her biography on this show and how truthful and revealing she was to really put things to rest and to put Elvira to rest this wonderful character that she created and so you know how when Carol Burnett would tug her ear for her grandmother my same unpleasant dreams is for my cousin and for my audience the core audience to just let them know that everything is okay and that that they matter and so that's always been my promise to my listeners is to give them a show whether it's a a short show or a long show because I understand the commute time that we all go through the commute time varies but I'm not going to give you a four hour show I thought about it and I thought no because that's not what I'm about and so as always unpleasant dreams Thank you for these four wonderful years, and here's to four more.